The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. That is a quote by Mahatma Gandhi. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to episode 109. The topic of this week's episode is be a person of value, not of profit. My guest this week is Alex Sanfilippo. Alex is the host of Creating a Brand, a top 20 entrepreneurship podcast where he interviews successful leaders and experts on topics that matter to entrepreneurs who want to grow faster, both personally and professionally, while saving time and money in the process. He is also the founder of Podmatch, which is a service that connects podcasters and guests. Hi, Alex. Welcome to Trina Talk. Trina, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here with you today. I am glad to be speaking with you because we connected. Um, You have a site called Podmatch. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Yes. And we did connect there, didn't we? We connected in the uh, the messaging back and forth. That was nice. Yes. Yeah, I'm glad did. to see it working. <laughs> yes, we did. But before we go into that, tell the listeners who Alex is. Give us a little brief synopsis about your journey and how you come to be one, a podcaster. And now you've developed this site for podcasters. Tell us how that all came to be. Yeah, it's a super long story. I'll summarize it and hopefully we'll be able to get into it a little <laughs> bit there. But uh, I've always been somebody who's really just enjoyed the act of, of creating when it comes to business. A lot of people that are creative uh, from a more uh, traditional use of the word, they're people that are maybe artists or musicians or people that can design or decorate, any of those type of things. I've always been able to make a business work and uh, systems around different things. So that's kind of been my creative element. Ever since I was a kid, I've really enjoyed uh, the act of just creating something and bringing a profit from it is fun for me. So I've always enjoyed that. So from a young age, I actually started working in business and uh, all the way through. I mean, I've just been, it's been something I enjoy and it's my creative element that I can release. Uh, personally, uh, I believe in Jesus and that is what I've based my entire life on. So for me, I am a person of service. So once again, my craft, my creativity is what I can offer to the world. And I do so for the sake of others, not for myself. If there's one quote that I always use, it's that I seek to be a person of value, not a person of profit. My goal is to help the world be able to find their passions and what they want to do with their lives and to ultimately live the best version of themselves. And that's a, that's a brief overview of Alex Sanfilippo for you there. Wow, that's a, that's a good overview. Um, being a person of service, and I am as well, um, I think that's great. It's always better to give than receive, isn't it? Yes, 100%. Yeah, that's the, I mean... You, you, it's amazing to me how many people walk around with their hand closed and wonder why nothing is ever coming to them. So um, being a service is, is, is the thing. So let's get into your love of podcasts. Now, is this what you do full time? 
It is not actually. I've been in the aerospace industry for about 15, actually just over 15 years now. And uh, that's something that I really love. And I've been in for a long time. Now it is big corporate. So the creative element that I like has disappeared more and more every single year that I've been there as the company has grown. It started off as a a much smaller organization and today it's a multi-billion dollar publicly traded company. So I've worked my way up throughout those years. And again, when it started, it was was pretty small and uh, it's worked its way up to be pretty massive. And there's a lot more um, I, don't, I don't know how to say this in a nice way, but basically politics involved in the mm-hmm. company, you know, as it gets bigger and there's shareholders and things like that. So for me, the creative element really hasn't been there for the last few years. And although I still really do enjoy the work, I decided that podcasting looked like a lot of fun. So a few years ago, I decided to go ahead and, and get started in this space. And I've, I've loved it ever since. But for me, it's definitely something I consider to be a side hustle. It won't be forever, but for right now, I have not had to choose between the two yet. And I'm not quite ready to do that because I'm, I love both so much. But yeah, so podcasting is the side hustle and aerospace is the main gig. Wow, aerospace engineer. Wow, you are, you're a big brain. So um, <laughs> that's great. So, <laughs> you know, it's funny. People think I'm an astronaut usually. They're like, are you an astronaut? Not because I'm smart, but just because that's what the assumption is. And then if I'm not that, then I'm a fighter pilot. And if I'm not that, I'm a skydiver. <laughs> I sit behind a computer all day if I'm going to be real. So yeah, you're like it's not as it's not as great as you know you think it is, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know. So you have the podcast and it's called Creating a Brand, mm-hmm. and it's an entrepreneur entrepreneurship podcast. So tell me what drove you there. Yeah. So again, kind of going back to my past, where I've just always been somebody who's loved business. I've had my own businesses in the past, and. I've been on boards of others and been able to help people along the way just when they're starting up their side hustle. Like, how do I even have the time to do a full-time job and something on the side? I've been able to help a lot of people in that space. And I found myself writing a lot of blog posts about it, doing a lot of coaching in that area as well. And when I saw podcasting, for some reason, it just clicked. I saw them like, that's where I should be sharing how to take that first or next step in business and make it a successful one. And that's what the entire idea of creating a brand is. It's just going to help people that are earlier in their entrepreneurial journey, take that first or next step and make it a successful one. And that's really what what led me there was just saying, oh, I think I can help in this area. And the podcasting space looks like just the best area to do this in. And it definitely has been. It's been very rewarding. And it's I've been able to help a lot of people along the way. Wow, that's great. So you, you took it to an, another level instead of just doing it one-on-one or on an individual basis, you actually said, okay, I'm going to put this out for other people to consume and be impacted by. And I think that's really great. Um, do you, and do you coach, do you do coaching or is this just your love? You're just like, you know what? I just do this. You're not doing it for the profit. You're just going out and say it, you know, this is my wisdom, things that I've learned throughout the years. And I just want to share. You know, it's a little bit of both. And and actually I have guests on the podcast. So a lot of the guests, they're far smarter than, than I am. And uh, that's, that's a good thing, right? So I'm able to bring them on and we kind of all get free coaching from them, if you will. And then, yeah, I I pick up a few people here and there, but only if I really know I can help, I try to do as much as I can for free. And I never want to um, like try to coach somebody, if that makes sense. I don't want to ever be pushing saying, Ooh, you should get coaching from me. I try not to do it that way, but if somebody really thinks that I can help and I look at it as well and realize, yes, I can help. And there's a reason that that we could work together, then yeah, I'll make that happen. But the majority of the time I'm able just to point people in the right direction. And maybe they don't even need to spend the money on coaching initially, although I always believe in coaching, but I want to make sure that they find that right person instead of 
just me, right? Does that make sense? I don't want it to just be uh, who I am because I'm not always the right fit. No, totally. It, it, exactly. That makes great sense. And most good coaches or doctors or whatever will say, I want to see if we fit each other before they're just saying, oh, because all money is not good money and every True. client is not the client for you. So that's a good thing. And how long have you been podcasting? Uh, I've been podcasting for, I think I'm in my fourth year now. Um, I have one other podcast. So I have two. My other one is actually a faith-based podcast I've been doing with a a blog that I've worked with for seven years. About four years ago, we started the podcast with it. And so that one's been kind of my my entry into podcasting, if you will. And then creating a brand is just over a year old. It actually launched on July 2nd, 2019. And so I've been doing one episode a week since then and uh, no plan to stop that. Wow. Amazing. And as I said earlier, we connected through your site, Podmatch. Tell the listeners about that. Yeah. So the simplest way to put it, and you know, this is not ever the way I was going to describe it, but so many people have now think Tinder, but for podcast guests and hosts. So it's kind of a way it's like online dating, but for podcasters to be able to meet. So if you're looking to do an interview, you want to be a guest and you're looking for the right host, it'll help you find that person and vice versa. And the idea for this actually was born out of a place of, of uh, like finding somebody's problem. So for me, I, I like to go speak at conferences. I speak usually, this year has been different. 2020 has <laughs> been a little different, but usually I'd speak at 12 conferences a year. Mm-hmm. And podcasting is one of the spaces I really like to speak at. And this last one that I went to was actually in March. And I, I just asked as many people as I could what they were struggling with. And I cont- consistently heard they were struggling to find guests or they're struggling to find hosts for their to be, a, to be a guest on. So for me, I just found the solution to people's problems that they kept on saying they were having. And that's kind of how Podmatch was born. It just came very organically, again, as a way to serve and help people's problems get solved. Wow. Yes. And I'm actually on it. And I, I believe we initially connected through LinkedIn, correct? I believe so. Yes. And LinkedIn then, is a great tool. Oh, it is. I love it. And you said, hey, I got this site, go check it out. And I did, I signed up and I've had some amazing guests and I've actually been pinged as well. So, and it was funny because when I saw it, I was thinking, wow, this is, this is really great because like you said, that is a problem finding guests and actually finding podcasts to guests on because me, Mm -hmm. just like you being a speaker, I want to be interviewed on podcasts as well. And Sometimes you're like, okay, um, how do I do that? Or like, right. like I, you know what I did one time? I actually went through LinkedIn and searched for anybody who had podcasts in their bio to look to see if there were any shows that would be a fit for me to be on. And you know how many people are on LinkedIn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so as you, as you already know, that was a pretty long and tedious process. But here you've taken out the guesswork by allowing me to actually be a host looking for guests and a guest looking to be on shows. Yeah, I'm glad you, you've enjoyed it. And I have to say this for the audience today because you're, I'm, I'm sure by the time this goes live, you'll be well past 100 episodes. But doing 100 episodes of a podcast puts you in the top 0.1% of all podcasters from just doing that alone. It is a lot of work, as you know, to put together a podcast. It's a labor of love. It's the only way I can really describe it. It's because we really care. So uh, having a tool to help a little bit is is a great resource for us all and including myself. Yes, it is. And what's really great is 
are, do you have a fee that's associated with maybe a higher tier or is it strictly free? Yeah, no, we, we do have a higher tier. We wanted it to be free for 90% of podcasters. And the way I put it is that 90% of people should never even think about upgrading. They wouldn't need it. Mm-hmm. There's always see the power users in any industry you're in, but they're the ones that really want to take things as far as they possibly can. And they give it 110%. And those are the people that would want to upgrade. But the majority of it, again, it's going to be free for most users. Okay. And so the paid version, what's the difference between the paid and the, the free version? Yeah. So the first thing I want to mention with that is we didn't want to to have upsells. So I didn't want anyone to, to upgrade because they want more features. It's all the same features. It's just more quantity. Mm. So you can do unlimited matches, unlimited searches, and you can filter by a few different things. But the actual, the way it works, the way it feels, the way it looks is all the same, whether you're a pro member or just a regular member. So we want to make sure it was just basically an unlimited plan. And again, only about 10% are ever going to really need that. And most people, the free versions and work great. And the reason we did this actually is because again, we wanted to be of service. And one of the first weeks we started, I had somebody reach out to me like, oh, I was so excited to sign up. And then I saw you had an upgrade plan. So I don't really, I'm not really excited anymore. And I had the opportunity to tell them, no, you should still use it, but they're just so used to other services where it's free mm-hmm. and that's just so they can get you in and then you have to pay to do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't want to be that. Again, it kind of goes back to the whole thing. I want to serve the, the podcasting space. This is where I'm at. And uh, we, this is kind of the way that we found to, to do this well. Right. And um, that's really great because like that person, so many sites and things out there say, oh, it's free. And then you get it and they're like, oh, it's free for seven days or, you know, <laughs> and then you have to pay and then you're like, oh, you know, here's another pay site or you're not, you find that you're really not getting the value out of it. So it's, it's very yeah, it's very interesting how that goes, but I'm I'm really so far really liking Podmatch. It's really oh, thank you. It's I'm really glad to good. hear that. Yeah, and now is this something that you developed yourself, or did you have someone that's um, co-developer with you? How's how is, did that work? Yeah, actually, I'm I'm really thankful to have um, a, a big network of people, and this goes for networking in general. What I'm about to share. I've always been very intentional with the people that I meet. So at conferences and any networking event I attend, uh, even if it's an online one, I try my best to really sit down and get to know the people, write down their information because you never know when you'll need somebody. The person who's actually my partner in this, it's a 50-50 partnership, but it's somebody I worked with years ago, had the opportunity to work with them on one of their projects. And when I had the idea for this, it's the first person I reached out to. I just said, hey, do you have any capacity right now to, to do some development work for me? Because I'm not a developer. I have the idea. I have a basic understanding of where I want to go. I can do the marketing side. I need somebody to actually build it. And um, the guy actually started the same day I pitched it to him. So mm. we sat down and again, we, we'd worked together before. So doing the contract side of things was really simple for us. We knew the drill, but it was somebody I just, I, I, I had known. But again, you never know who you know and what mm-hmm. that future is going to look like. Because if you'd have told me, I met this guy over 10 years ago. If you told me 10 years ago, we'd be working on this together. I'd be like, what are you talking about? But uh, here we are today and he's doing the development work side of things and I'm providing feedback, working with the customers and all that. And it's been a really, really fun project for us. Wow. And let's talk about that because since you love business and entrepreneurship and leadership, let's talk about networking because that's something that's near and dear to me as well. Um, like you said, you met this person years ago and then you realize reconnected and now you have a partnership together. How important is that when you're a, a entrepreneur, just say um, someone is just starting out and they're thinking, well, I'm a solopreneur. I don't need to 
have partnerships or things like that. Talk about how important it is to network. Oh, it's, it's so, so important. There's so many of us that think as self-employed entrepreneurs or somebody that's doing things solo, we get this really independent feeling internally. We want to be independent. We want to be out of the big corporate and things like that. And I understand the feeling, but far more powerful than independence is something called interdependence. And it's where you understand where you fit in. And when you're interdependent, you understand that you can't do everything by yourself. And this is when we get into people that are willing to delegate things, to automate tasks, to actually build a team around what they're doing, whether it's a staff team or contractors, whatever it might be. It's when we really learn those things. We go so much further uh, when we're together. Actually, there's a great quote by Helen Keller and it says, alone, we can do so little, but together we can do so much. And I've always found that to be so true in my life. So for me, networking, again, it's been so important. And I don't network with the, the idea behind of, oh, I need to find this person, this person, this person, because I need them. Mm-hmm. No, what I do is I walk into these networking events as someone seeking to help connect other people. If you walk into a networking event and you want to be that connector, I'm telling you what, no one forgets that person. I was recently talking to actually a friend of mine, her name's, her name's Cheryl. And she mentioned uh, during a talk, she was speaking somewhere and I was, I was listening to her talk. And she said that recently somebody who she met at a networking event years ago called her and asked if she knows anyone who does roofing. She is a, she's a podcaster and a marketing person. Mm-hmm. And she's like, isn't it weird that that person called me for that? And people were like, yeah, that was really weird. You know, in the audience were all kind of like, yeah, that's kind of strange. And she said, I loved it because that person knows me as someone who has the answer, who connects them to other people. And she goes, and sure enough, I met an, a roofing guy years ago at a networking event. I was able to connect the two of them. Wow. So when you're that person that walks into an event saying, hey, I want to connect some people. And even if you can do it in real time, when you're in a room and you can put two or three people together, I am telling you that adds so much value to people that they are never going to forget you or that impact that you had. So networking, again, so important, not just for yourself, but for other people as well. Wow. That is, that is totally amazing. And it's funny because in my book, I talk about a, a networking, but I talk about an experience that I had where I learned the value of networking. And it was, I went to Africa some years ago and I was working on my MBA thesis at the time, which was on Diamonds and De Beers and the whole um, cartel, so to speak, of diamonds. But I Mm. went to Africa, and at the time, my ex husband he was there working on his doctorate dissertation, and he was sharing a room with a um, not sharing a room, but renting a room in a house from a woman who was a socialite. This woman was very well connected. But anyway, I got there, told her what I was working on my MBA thesis in. We were in Botswana where De Beers, their main offices are in Botswana. And I was just telling her I was working on that. And she's like, oh, okay. The next night, her, my husband, and I, we went to this function, this social function that had some very high level people there. And she goes off and she comes back to me with this gentleman who's dressed in a suit and everything. And she does the introductions. And I'm going, okay. And she goes, looks at me and she tells the guy, she's like, oh, she's working on her um, thesis, which is on De Beers and Diamonds. And then she looks at me and she goes, oh, and this is so-and-so, he's the VP of De Beers. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, she was. And then this guy, consequently, he was like, oh, you know, you're doing this. You want to take a tour of the Diamond Mines? But that all came out of just networking. Like you said, I didn't go into it thinking anything about it or thinking Mm -hmm. that, 
she had any connection. I didn't know who she was or what she knew. I just was just sharing in conversation what I was working on. And sure enough, this is who she connected me with. And I was just like, wow. I was like, I would have never in a million years thought that I would meet the VP of the Bears. Wow, that's that's an incredible story. <laughs> you know, I actually have one with Podmatch that, that won't top anywhere near that because that's incredible. I don't think you could make that story up even. <laughs> you know, like that's that's awesome. Uh, actually, I met somebody uh, in podcasting a couple of years ago and introduced him to one person that I don't even think ended up being a, necessarily a great lead for him. But it was the fact that I did introduce him and thought about him a couple of years later when he heard about Podmatch. He's like, hey, let me send that out to my email list. He has an email list of over a quarter million people. Wow. And he didn't even think about it. He's like, just send me the link and send me a picture you want me to use. And I'll send it out to everybody. And that was it. Didn't want anything in return. He did it the same day I talked to him about it. And I was kind of in shock, but that was just the power of, of me networking. I, and I told him, I'm like, I didn't want you to do that. Like, I'm not trying to like, you know, work our friendship for you to do that or anything like that. And he's like, no, I know that you would do the same thing for me. And that's why I'm willing to do it. And I think that if we look at our lives that way, and anytime we get the opportunity to meet somebody, think about how we can help and serve them. It, it always returns to you. I've always found it to be true in my life. Yes, I have too as well. So talk about some of the other things that you talk about on your on your podcast, because I'm a business lover as well. And since we're on, on business, let's talk about some of those things that are important to entrepreneurs. And we've talked about networking, but what else are you finding that's important, especially during this time that we're living in today? What do you see as something that entrepreneurs should take note of and consider important? Yeah, actually, the first one's actually, I'm going to call back to an older episode of your podcast. It was episode 89 with uh, Brian uh, Winch, I think is his name, mm-hmm. right? And he talked about uh, he talked about simplicity. And you used a quote in there from Leonardo da Vinci, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And I think that I want to encourage the listeners today to go back and listen to that episode. I'm not going to get too much into simplicity because you have a fantastic episode on it already, but go back and listen to that one after this. Uh, simplicity is so important. We overcomplicate everything we do in today's world. Unfortunately, there's a million ways to do things and your job is really to find the easiest way and do it that way. Um, so aside from simplicity, which is really important, I'm going to kind of go to the other side of this thing, which is focus. We are such a distracted world. I mean, are, are we not like distraction Mm -hmm. is everywhere, isn't it? Yes. It's not uncommon that I'll, I'll talk to somebody and, they, and they'll tell me they're having trouble focusing on their work when they're, when they're at home because everyone's working from home right now and they're just having trouble. And I ask them, okay, well, what's going on in your house? Where, where are you working at? I'm sitting on the couch. I'm like, <laughs> okay, is the TV on? They're like, yeah, the TV's on. And I have music in my earbuds and I have you know, my phone sitting right next to me, my computer, my laptop, and I'm like, uh, my, uh, my, my laptop in my lap. I'm just sitting there on it. You know, it's like, oh my gosh, like no wonder you've, you can't get anything done. Like you have distraction everywhere. You're looking at the TV every two minutes and you're changing your song every couple of minutes. We're just so distracted. And because of that, it's really hard to get anything done. And there's actually something that Robert Kiyosaki says. He uses the word uh, focus and as an acronym, follow one course until successful. <laughs> and uh, I love that. I think it's so good. And so for me, I've really taken that seriously in my life to follow that one course until successful focus on that one thing. And I think that if there's one reason I've been able to, to do the amount of things I'm able to do, there's people with more than I have. Like I don't have any kids or anything like that. I'm not in school or anything, but I do have a, a full-time job in aerospace. I have a podcast, which is, as you know, is, is pretty big deal, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of work. And then I have Podmatch. So these three things are, are kind of what I'm devoting my time to. And some people are like, how on earth do you do that? 
And the truth is I've just really learned to, to somewhat at least master the art of focus where I don't have distraction. Like right now, my phone isn't in arm's reach of me because I want to give you, Trina, my full attention. And if I was working on a project for Podmatch, trying to figure out like the next big release we're going to do, same thing. My phone is gone. I'm not going to go walk around or anything like that. I'm going to stay focused as long as I can. And I think it's just really a lost art in today's world. We all say we're so busy, but if we really stopped and thought about, are we giving focus and our full attention to any one thing? Most people would say probably not. We feel busy because we're doing so many different things at the exact same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I call it being busy, being busy. So (laughs) (laughs) true. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's, it's the business of being busy. Oh my goodness. Yes, that is so, 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 so true. And, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just amazing. And like you said, simplicity, that's my whole game is I want to make things simple and easy for me to complete and stay focused on. And mm-hmm. I don't think, I, I, like you said, I think we we're, have so many distractions and I think multitasking is a myth. Um, I don't think anyone mm-hmm. can do that well if you're trying, because to me, if you're doing more than one thing, you're not doing anything well. So multitasking is, you know, everybody's like, oh, I can multitask. It's like, why? <laughs> you know, I actually, I like to, to bring a counter to that question when people say that, cause I've done a ton of hiring in my time and people say, I'm really good at multitasking. I'm like, well, can, can you focus on one thing if you're not <laughs> multitasking? And most people are like so caught off guard by that, but I'm like, I, anybody can do a lot of things mediocre at one time. I, I suppose like you're giving your attention to something, whether you realize it or, lot, uh, or not, but can you actually just do one thing and stay focused without feeling like you have to check your phone? or change your music, or get a snack, or go to the bathroom, or the hundred other things we have to do when we seem to have one thing in front of us. So I'm with you on that. I don't think that you can multitask. And I think that finding people that say, I can focus, is a far better skill in today's world. Mm -hmm. But remember, there was a time where that was the question that if you went into a job job interview, they were saying, well, can you multitask? And and you're like, Mm -hmm. and now it's like, why would you want anyone to multitask? Yeah. (laughs) I think when I first started hiring people, I actually, that was one of my most common questions is, can you multitask? I look back now, I'm like, Alex, what were you thinking? Asking people that question, you were creating monsters. (laughs) You know what? You weren't the only one though. I've gone through interviews too, where people are like, Oh, can you multitask? So then you feel like saying, Oh yeah, I can juggle three plates in the air with a, you know, chainsaw. (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) hopefully the chainsaw doesn't fall, but (laughs) I I think I can do this. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. So what are some things personally in your journey that you learned or you had to learn how to overcome to get to where you are today, to know the things that you know today? Yeah. So I, I think first off, we have to allow ourselves to always be students. If we're ever going to learn and truly grow, we have to always be a student, never the master. And sure, you can become very good at something, but the day that you hit the absolute top of it and you have that feeling internally like I've arrived is the day that you start dying. It doesn't work that way. We always have to be that student. So for me, I've just made myself a sponge. Anytime I'm in a conversation with somebody, whether they're like, let's say it's a podcasting meetup group, which I'll do a lot of. If it's somebody who hasn't even started their show yet, I ask them what they've learned so far because I actually think that I can still learn something from somebody who hasn't started yet. I think as long as we remain curious, And as long as we're internally allowing ourselves to be that student, 
then we're always going to go a lot f- further. And for me, this all starts when it comes to learning and growing. It all starts from a place of just being a student wherever you are. And that's a mindset. When you have that mindset, it's really easy to continuously learn and grow along the way. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned you have a faith-based podcast. Talk about that. Yeah, sure. So it's um, it's called Good Christian Podcast, um, which in the intro, it says we're not saying that we're good Christians, but this is always a good podcast for Christians to listen to. So I like to give that disclaimer. I'm not trying to say, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I started that years ago. And it's actually funny that that podcast is, is done extremely well, but it's part of a blog that I started seven years ago. And now I more or less just sit on the board of it and I produce the, the podcast episode once a month and one, one blog post with it every month. But uh, it's got about a, a, just over 130 authors that write on it. So it's a very, it, it's a global blog. And um, yeah, it, it's been really fun to be part of. But I'll tell you what, if you go back to my first episode of that, <laughs> I'm sorry if you listen to it because <laughs> I've learned a lot along the way. It didn't start off so good. But uh, years later, I feel that I've gotten pretty good at doing a solo cast like that. And then creating a brand was kind of, uh, what I built after that. But regardless, yeah, it, it's something that I'm really passionate about. And that website's called daily PS stands for paradigm shift.com. And it's really something that is just important to me and the other 130 people that, that do that. It's something we do because we just want to impact the world in a positive way. And we've found that leading them to Jesus is the best way for us to do that. So we've always been very focused on that and, uh, it, it doesn't have any marketing. It doesn't have really any selling point at all. It's a completely free platform. And every time I meet with somebody, they talk to me about it, like, you need to monetize this, but it's just not something that we've felt called to do. So we've left it exactly the way it is. And it's, it's really helped and supported a lot of people. Nice. Nice. Yes. As a Christian myself, I, I like having things that, yeah, are, are positive because I think there's along with the noise, there's a lot of negativity in the world mm-hmm. and, my my main thing is to have peace of mind. And sometimes it's great just to turn off all those other things and people saying crazy things and just tune in into something that's going to feed you and uplift you. Yeah. You know, that kind of goes right back into learning. Uh, you have to be positive with whatever you're trying to learn, whatever you're trying to do. And for me, a I learn a lot quicker when I'm in a positive mood. I don't, there's probably some science behind that. Uh, but Trina, I don't, I don't know it personally, but I'm sure that science exists. But for me is if I'm in a positive mood and surrounding myself with positivity, I seem to le- learn and retain much better. So I always make sure that I surround myself with that. And of course there's negativity in life and it happens, but when I'm in a mode of wanting to learn and develop myself further, I make sure that I'm in that positive mode where I know that I'm doing something to, to actually give to myself and to help myself in the long run. Mm-hmm. Wow. So this has been great. Now I'm going to segue into the question portion of the show. Are you ready for that? I def- I think I am. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> I usually say that to people and they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Okay. Who or what motivates you? Uh, I kind of mentioned it already, but my relationship with, with God, that's, that's the big thing for me that really motivates me. And then aside from that, my wife is, is a big reason that I do the things that I do. Mm, great. What demotivates you? Man, negativity, um, <laughs> feeling like I'm not actually helping people. Those are the type of things that, that, uh, that make me really feel like I, I need to change something. Okay. When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked out for your good? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll go back to to my dating years. I've been married for eight years as of just a couple of days ago. Um, but uh, back when I was dating, I remember I got rejected at one point and it was my first time getting rejected. And I was like really upset about it. It really hurt me a lot. But then I looked back and it actually ended up being what really caused me to grow because I, for the first time, decided to get to know myself a little bit better instead of always tying myself in relationships. And again, much younger version of me, but that was one of the probably most positive negatives in my life, if you will. Mm. What is your fear? Uh, not really leaving a legacy, not leaving an impact and really helping somebody in life has kind of always been something that keeps me up at night, if you will. Hmm. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't? Yeah, a couple of years ago, um, I was actually checking out at a store. I was waiting in line and I, as I was getting closer, I could tell the person behind the counter, she was really not having a good day. And so I got to where I wanted to encourage her and uh, didn't really get the opportunity to ask her. I'm like, hey, everything all right? And she's like, oh, I was, I was trying to fill up my car with gas and somehow it, it just spilled all over the place. And she's like, it was like $70 worth before I knew it. And she goes, and oh. this job's all I got. And I just don't have the money for that. And uh, I just told her I'm sorry. And she, she felt a little bit encouraged. She's like, hey, thank you for taking time to ask. But for some reason, I knew that I needed to give her $70, which I had in my wallet. And I just didn't. And that actually haunted me for a couple of years after that, which I know is kind of weird, but it's one of those times I just didn't listen to that internal voice that I was supposed to give to that person. And that's something that I've, again, I regretted that for a couple of years. It really stuck with me for some reason. Mm. Is there a time that you wish you had not done something? Yeah, um, there's probably more of these times, <laughs> but I think that I'm somebody who historically has said yes more than I've said no, and it should sometimes be the opposite. But there's some people that I have said yes to with helping start their businesses, only to find out that they really didn't have any good intentions with what they were doing. They used it to actually hurt more people than to help more people. And uh, I, I definitely feel that I enabled, there's a couple people in particular that will remain nameless, but mm -hmm. uh, that I really thought I was doing a service to them, but they were doing a disservice to the world. So it came, turned into now me vetting what I'm doing a lot closer because I don't want to be supporting that type of thing. Mm, yeah, I've had that too. What is your definition of success? My definition of success is, is the mindset that we have. And for me, it goes back to that mindset of service, being that person of value, not that person of profit. Because I believe that there's people that have a lot of money in the world. They have a lot of great possessions, beautiful homes, everything that you could possibly imagine, but they're not happy. They're not enjoying their lives. And if that's success, then what is left for them, right? I think for all of us, it has to become who we are internally and being fully satisfied and happy with our identity, knowing who we are. And when we do, we truly are successful despite what our outcomes in life necessarily look like because we have that internal peace. So for me, success starts with that internal mindset that we know who we are and why we're that person. Mm. How do you recharge? For me, it's being around people, I'm an extrovert, so I love being around my friends, and that really recharges me. Certain areas, I love being at the beach. I live less than 10 minutes from the ocean in Jacksonville, Florida, and uh, I absolutely love being out there. And then playing sports. I love soccer. I love working out. Those type of things are really fun for me and recharge me. Mm. What are you awesome at? I'm great at connecting people. Um, <laughs> as we talked about a little bit, I'm great at that. I'm actually really good at business as well. And, and learning how to systemize things is something that has come very natural to me. What legacy do you want to leave? I want to leave the legacy that, uh, that life is about more than each of us. I think that we look at today's world and it's a really hateful place. And I hate to even bring that up because it's, it's just a really bad time even right now. 
But I think we just don't have empathy for one another. We need to be able to put ourselves in other people's shoes and not just look at our world from our own perspective and saying, this is right and you're wrong. We need to be able to look at people and say and see the good in each and every one of them. So for me, what it means is to, to love people and to help the world become a better, healthier place. And I think all that starts with us being empathetic toward each other and loving each other. So the legacy I want to leave is just those things. I want to make sure that the people around me feel that for me, but also that, that I'm able to teach them and leave that influence in their lives so they can go love and have empathy with the world around them as well. Mm. You've said so many inspirational things, but give the listener one motivational takeaway. Yeah, I think that whatever it is that you're doing with your life, whatever it is that you want to to do and whatever you feel like is holding you back, you need to let go of those things because a lot of it's just our own mindsets that really hold us back. And the way I, I like to say this is that each of us has greatness and creativity within ourselves. So for you today, the listener, you have greatness and creativity within yourself. Don't ever let anybody tell you otherwise, no matter what you've heard from your family, your friends, the people around you, the work, the workers that you work around, just know that whatever it is that you have within yourself is greatness and creativity. You can use it to impact and influence the world. And don't let anyone ever tell you otherwise and surround yourself with people that believe in you. And I promise you that you're going to live a life full of success and freedom. Mm. Tell the listeners how they can connect with you. Tell them about your podcast, PodMatch, and any other avenue that you would like them to connect with you. Sure. Actually, I've made this really simple. If you just visit creatingabrand.com, everything is right there. So if you're looking for me, you can even find ways to contact me directly. I keep everything in that one space. So there's not a lot of looking around. My social links will be there, but I'd love to hear from anybody if you're interested in chatting a little bit more. But again, that's creatingabrand.com. Wow. That was that was easy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, I really enjoyed our conversation. It's been so inspiring and refreshing. Um, just, just because of, like I said, the day that we're living in with the pandemic and so much negativity and hatred that's going on in the world, it's really nice to connect with someone who's like-minded and who's trying to do positive things in the world. So I just want to say thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Trina. I really appreciate it. And thank you for your service and being that person of value as well. I really look up to you and I'm thankful for everything you're doing with this podcast. If you like Trina Talk Podcast, please don't forget to go out to iTunes and rate it five stars and leave a review. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their lives? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.